Hi everyone and welcome to the Perma Podcast. I'm Jay Prescott, your host. Um, I'm really excited to welcome a new guest today, uh, Chris Gazy. Um, he's uh, a local guy, quite, lives quite near to me. Um, also known as Mr. Echo. Is that how you pronounce it? Mr. Uh, Echo. Yeah, Mr. Echo, sorry. Um, this is why you asked before you do interviews. <laughs> um, yeah, um, he's a musician and uh, he's got a really interesting story to share. And uh, so, welcome, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No worries about the name, it happens <laughs> literally all the time. <laughs> what made you choose that name for your, like, as your kind of artistic name? It's actually, it's actually my middle name. It's actually, um, it's a Ghanaian name. Oh, cool, right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so before, I was, going by, I was going by a different name, and then I just thought, you know what, uh, let me just do something that feels a bit more natural, and I went for my actual middle name. It's quite a cool name, actually. It looks kind of, yeah, for the style of music it is as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of fits. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. I remember my, one of my friends at uni, he was like, wait, your middle name's Echo, and you rap. You need to make it your rap name. I was like, okay, chill out, chill out. Yeah, Mr. Echo's a good name for a rapper, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a bit about the story of how you got into to music and your personal story behind it. Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess, you know, growing up South London, everyone was, you know, just music, just about um, um, in my house, like my dad would always be listening to records pretty loudly, be listening to a different like variety of everything from Stevie Wonder to some High Life to some Fela Kuti to Mary J. Blige. Um, I was going to say R. Kelly, but that's a bit awkward now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my, my older brother as well, he's five years older than me. And uh, yeah, he would out of the two of us, like he would buy all the singles, he'd buy all the albums. So like he put me onto he put me onto a load of different hip hop and R and B and soul. Yeah. So everyone from like I don't know the Roots to Fifty Cent to Dizzy Rascal. So yeah, music was just always kind of in the DNA of where I was growing up and like friends at school as well. Um, mm. So I remember. Yeah, I was just like would mess around, like write a few bars here and there every now and again. But it wasn't until I'd say I was around seventeen, probably sixteen, seventeen, that I started to um I started to write with a friend from church and uh we made a few songs together, did a few performances, and that's mm-hmm. kinda how I got my proper first start in uh taking it a bit more seriously. Mm, yeah, and it's really good. I mean like um, there's one song that I listened to um, of yours from you released recently called No Man's Land. Yeah. Um, which I, I just loved that song. Um, Thanks, man. Thank you. The, the lyrics, like I'm, I'm really big into lyrics. Don't really have a favourite jo- favourite genre of music. Yeah. Necessarily, it's more about the power of the lyrics and what they're saying in the story. Yeah. And that song in particular kind of just connected with me a lot. So. I mean, tell us the story about behind that particular track. Yeah, well, I appreciate I appreciate the love for it. It was probably it's probably no, it's uh, probably it was one hundred percent like the most kind of open and vulnerable I've ever been in any song, um, private or public, really. Mm. Um, uh, so it was basically me uh, just kind of talking about my story of coming out as a as a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like the kind of the tensions that exist within doing that, 
within the Christian community. Mm. Um, and a lot of those tensions kind of internalized in a sense. So, um, you know, I talk about it throughout the song. A lot of a lot of what I'm talking about isn't really necessarily a struggle with how other people see me. Although that was definitely <clears throat> that was definitely a thing growing up. But I think as I got older, it was definitely more of a kind of how do I feel about this myself sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, and that comes through in the lyrics. There's a lot about identity and about mm. like um, how you see yourself and and self acceptance. Yeah, you know. and I think that's kind of run through all my music, really. Like, no matter, mm. even if it wasn't as overt as a no man's land, um, I think a lot of the songs that I've made all kind of have this kind of backdrop of, you know, question or identity. Who am I? Mm. Uh, what, you know, what do I see as who I want to be? Am I there? What's the tension between that? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I only came out last December, so mm. that was all kind of... Um, quite like, relatively fresh but even in writing it I wanted to make sure that I gave it enough time so that I wasn't just kind of doing this like very just reactionary thing yeah absolutely yeah um and to, to write a start to, to create anything I mean I, I'm a writer so to, to create anything where we're sharing our story with people is a really brave thing to do especially when kind of you're coming out as well quite publicly mm. you know like um, I've got so much admiration for for people who have the courage to come out, especially Christians, because um, because the reaction when you're a Christian is can be you know very different to yeah. you know because a lot of the Christian community aren't as understanding and accepting as you know the rest the rest of <laughs> the rest of the people are um, like because we in you know in the UK we live in quite a secular culture which is quite accepting well a lot more yeah. accepting now of the lgbt community than than they were um but obviously the religious community is a bit different so yeah yeah definitely i think um it is funny because i think even like coming out like you said i wasn't really worried about friends in a sense like time and like society's moved on from even when i was like younger so i think i don't come out when i was like 15-ish, 15, 16, I think that would have looked quite different to how it is now, where I feel like, you know, pretty, the majority of my friends are all just kind of like, okay, cool. Mm. Whereas before, I think it would have been a bit more of a thing. Um, but like you rightly say, like within, I guess, the Christian community uh, to kind of broad brush it all, um, there is definitely still kind of that, uh, I guess, that non-acceptance um, mm. Which is which is funny because like I was talking about it the other day, it's kind of this it's this weird situation where even if you have like you found like a, a faith based community that kind of that does accept you, it's mm. still kind of this you have this kind of underlying feeling of, but I'm, I'm mm. accepted by Christians generally. Mm. Yeah, and that's really sad. Um, I've talked to a couple of people on my show who. Um, our LGBT Christians. Yeah. Um, one of them's a pastor in San Diego. One of them, and um, one of them is you might you've probably heard of her, Vicky Beeching. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and you know, both of them are people that I um, who who do a lot of advocacy and have heard a lot of I've heard a lot of stories about LGBT Christians, and like even in this country, it's it's 
like um, there was a book that one of them wrote collecting stories um, yeah and there were some stories from people in this country people committing suicide yeah people, like driven to depression and, and that kind of thing because they weren't didn't feel able to come out I think there was something on actually there was something on the BBC or the Telegraph the other day about a girl who committed suicide at 14 because she thought she yeah. told her parents that she was gay yeah that, or, I saw that uh, that she was going to go to hell or whatever you know and, yeah uh, and it's just that's really sad yeah, it's it's it's, it's tragic, and um, unfortunately, that like, I can, like, I'm thankful that I never got to that point myself. But I definitely, uh, definitely, at periods, I can say like openly that you know that's something that I did think about at points. Um, and I think it, I think it's just, it's just really, it's a difficult like kind of dichotomy to live in because on the one hand, you kind of feel like everyone's saying you know, that's not the right thing to do, um, you know, reject it, reject it, reject it. But then on the other hand, it's like I'm doing everything I can to quote-unquote reject it. And like in, in my instance, that was everything from, you know, praying directly about it, asking God to take it away, to ignoring it and not praying about it, just trying to pray and just think about God and generally um, to think to trying to you know meet a girl and try force that um so mm. having gone through kind of the ringer in that sense um i remember being at a point where i was very much like if i don't make some sort of decision if this is kind of the loop of life that i'm stuck in for the rest mm. of my life mm. i don't kind of want to pursue that in a sense and i wouldn't say at that point in time did i definitely think yeah that means i'm gonna you know try to end my own life but it was very much a kind of a, a moment of despair and just thinking you know what, I'm I'm done with this current narrative in my life whatever mm. that looks like yeah yeah and I can understand people feeling that way and I'm so glad you didn't you know that you're here it's yeah really thank great. you um, you know and like having that courage to come out I always have so much respect for people doing that um, and talking about it openly not just you know not just coming out but um, in the song as well, and mm. um, and I think that song might might well be a big encouragement to other people as well. It might be a big. I mean, that's what that's what art can do, I guess, isn't it? You know, it yeah. can be that kind of solidarity with other people going through the same thing. Yeah, definitely, and it's, it has been like amazing. I have like got messages from people just saying, you know, thank you for being so honest. This is something that I'm going through, mm. or this matches my story, and this is like it's encouraging to hear someone else. I mean, I even had someone who I knew but I didn't know they were gay, and they, you know, then kind of confided in me and stuff. So it's um, it's it's kind of the reason why I think like anyone, anyone kind of does art outside of, you know, just doing it for commerce or just for money, kind of just, you know, connecting with people. And um, mm. I think being able to do that for a song like this, um, it makes it worth it. It makes it worth kind of the, the awkward not knowing if I should release it or not or sure who's going to hear it and how's that going to go. Um, I think it makes it worth it to know that actually you've helped at least one person. Yes, absolutely. That's, yeah, Oh, that's a lesson I had to learn the hard way um, with my writing because I, I had a, I had a, I had something that I released which didn't do as well as I wanted it to do, and yeah, and but the people that read it, yeah, 
they kind of all got back to me and said like how much it had impacted them, how it had changed their life, how they were taken to their like addict recovery groups wow. and things and stuff. And it was like, oh my goodness, you know, like I had no idea, you know, and yeah. like so it's like the depth of the impact Definitely. rather than the kind of width if, in a that sense. Is- 100% bang on like literally just about to say the same thing I think it is kind of the social media age that we're in where everything there's stats on everything mm. and you can see likes and you can see followers and every etc 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 and it's easy to get downhearted as an artist it's easy to kind of think oh I'm, I'm not doing as good as so or so or whatever but like you said it's about for me it's the not your number one job is to remember mm. the people who are already engaged with you and making sure that you continue to engage with them as opposed to kind of like part them off just because <laughs> they're not getting yeah. like 20 new people to hear whatever you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, yeah, and that's really good because it, I think that helps you create better better work in the end. Yeah. More honest work, you know. Um, yeah, so, I mean, so, oh, wow. Um, what is it about... What is it about rap that kind of grabs you, that kind of inspires you, that kind of that attracts you in a way? Like, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, it's, it's I'm biased. Like, like I said earlier, like my brother was buying a lot of stuff, so you know, I grew up listening to majority majority hip hop, and I was very much kind of that that uh, that kind of stereotypical kid who was like, no, nah, anything that isn't this isn't cool, or whatever. Till I got a bit older and widened my taste. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, the origins of hip hop as a genre uh, come out of like they come. It comes out of struggle. It comes out of uh, almost this kind of like holding a mirror to to society. And you know, this is even a lyric that I have like using it as a mirror to society to either describe it or to like point out the flaws in, it, in a sense. Um, and a mirror to yourself and a, a real opportunity to kind of dive into your own mind in a sense. So there's, there's loads of times where I'll start writing a song um, and I don't know if it's just how, this is how kind of my methods has kind of changed over the years, but there's many times where I'll start writing. I'm not really 100% sure what I'm talking about until I get to the end of the song or whatever and I'm like, oh, wow, I kind of just psychoanalyze myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds familiar. <laughs> same when you're writing as well. That's, that's Sometimes you start writing something and you don't know where it's going and... Then you get to the end of it, it's like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's like, I think with all, all art forms, there is this kind of aspect of uh, chiseling away until you find the form underneath, yeah, yeah, as yeah. opposed to this kind of. I think, yeah, loads of people kind of have this idea that art just comes out of nowhere, but I find, I find all of the time that it's actually more about trying to distill something that you're either experiencing or thinking about or whatever's yeah. happening around you into something kind of a cogent kind of piece that other people can step into and experience as well. Yeah, I yeah, I completely agree. It's like it's like you're sharing a part of yourself in a way. You know, cause, yeah. Because everything comes out of who you are. All the everything like I always, I always say this to people that what we create comes out of who we are, you know, um, and it comes out of our story and like the best art for me always has a great story behind it. Like yeah, and, uh, yeah, for sure. And that your your stuff definitely has a great story behind it. And like you know, I mean, knowing more of your story now, I can go back and listen to your music, and 
it'll mean yeah. something more because because you get what went into it, you know. Mm, um, yeah, I appreciate it. Like, I mean, I had that actually. I had that happen with Vicky Beechin because I'd loved her worship music for a while, and then she came out and started telling her story, and suddenly all these songs had a whole different resonance yeah it was, it like, was the dots start to connect yeah and i think i mean i think and that's like the good thing i think a good artist that the the job is never to be like x equals y and y equals z it's just here's i'm just putting something out and and if you get it you get it if i get it i you know, i get it in a sense like going back to that whole chiseling process mm. um as many times where i'll finish it i'll finish a song maybe even release it and then it's like months later I'm seeing it starts to play out and actually going okay I think I understand this a bit more and that's mm. nothing to do with like how quote-unquote good or bad I am as a writer it's just I think actual art uh, really what it does is like I said just takes an experience and just pulls it into one thing um, mm. and so it's I'm very much of the opinion that whole kind of death of the awful thing in a sense that yeah, does, does the author have an intent with what they're writing or painting or rapping or whatever? 100% they have intent and they probably know a lot more than the average, than the, an outsider would about that particular piece. But I also believe the mm. piece itself, it, it lives as well. It lives yeah, and breathes yeah, and yeah. actually to fully know it and fully yeah. grasp it is like a, is an ongoing process that anyone can jump into. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, that's absolutely right. It's like, I've heard the metaphor of of creating something like um, like writing a book is almost like giving birth to something and once it's out there like you kind of don't have control over how people react to it yeah um like because i remember when, when i had my book come out people were like messaging me saying oh this is a commentary on like what church should be and all this kind of thing and i was like that's not what i intended it to be <laughs> at all like there's one yeah. chapter in it which is like about a lot about that but that wasn't the intent of the book but doesn't matter that's what people took from it yeah yeah um, it reminds me of um as well this uh uh Sean stevens he released his he released an album carrie lowell uh probably about two three years ago now and it's all about kind of like the the death of his mother and how she was just a very bad mother and and how mm -hmm. that all kind of played out in his life and it was hearing that album and then going back to some of his earlier music where i was like oh well the whole time this was kind of like the backdrop and what underpins like kind of the melancholy vibe to a lot of what he was talking about before, which you could completely miss and completely just be like, this is just a song about growing up. But actually there's a lot more deeper in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's always, yeah, it's just, there's so much you can get from one piece of art. You can go back over and again, listen to the same song and it'll do something completely different to you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, going back to your question, I think that's one thing that, like, hip-hop has always been great for. Like, when you have the great artists, like, when I, like some of my favourites are, like, uh, Andre 3000 or Black Thought from The Roots or Jay-Z, I guess, a bit earlier in his days, um, like, uh, Commons and The Most Deaths. Uh, and a lot of, what a lot of these artists have in common is that it's such... Hip-hop is so dense in um mm. in its lyrical approach um which is kind of like a double-edged sword because sometimes i get a bit jealous of like the of like the singer songwriter the folk players who kind of like it's a lot more airy you can use a lot more looser metaphors and let the song breathe whereas in hip-hop it's almost like 
if you're going to go for a, if you're going to go for kind of a metaphorical approach, it's you better fully kind of detail this thing out. Um, but with that approach, when it's done well, I feel like you can go back to a song over and over and over and over and over again. And it's only later that you realise, oh wow, that's kind of this is what they're talking about. And I think you know websites like RapGenius.com that they exist because of because of the beauty of how hip hop is written. Yeah, and I, yeah, absolutely. And I remember because like when hip hop kind of really became big, like it's like the eighties, nineties, you know, that it started getting really big. That's just like when I was growing up, and mm. like there's there was something like really prophetic about it, you know, like just speaking the truth, which was unpopular, you know, that, that yeah. people needed to hear. Uh, that's what I always loved about it, and I still love about it. Um, I don't think any other. I don't think there's many other musical forms which, which do that, in quite yeah, the same I way. Think, I think, and you know, you, you obviously you had like the punk movement, and then you have like I think like hip hop. I feel like I feel like they have they're quite similar in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, I, I mean, it's happening now as well. Once something gets extremely popular and it gets commodified, that kind of that essence of like you said, like telling the truth and kind of standing out to, to, for a reason kind of slowly gets drained away from it until it's just this kind of vacuous money-making thing. Yeah, yeah, which is sad. Um, yeah. So in terms of your, like, your own faith journey, like how is the whole process of like coming out and, and then starting to write this music, how has that kind of impacted your faith and your faith journey? Yeah, it's been... It's been extremely interesting like when i came out i can remember i can remember the weekend that i kind of decided that i was coming out and um i just had this kind of feeling this kind of picture of me standing still with everything kind of blowing all around me like a massive tornado mm. um and this kind of sense of you know what i what i would have assumed to be kind of entrenched roots and and kind of uh stabilizers in, in my life kind of just being completely pulled out and kind of now stepping into a zone of having to kind of re recapture and re-understand and recontextualize my world and re and recontextualize my faith as well. And um, in that sense, like I someone tweeted it the other day, I think there is a real thing, I think, with anyone who is kind of it's not just limited to these people, but I think anyone who is in the LGT plus community who does still remain a Christian, I think you have to like go wow like there's something there where they really held on to faith in it when they really wouldn't have to like it's not expected I don't think um so for me uh yeah it's been it's been a really interesting journey of just actually at first I think really trying to get my head around okay what does the bible say around sexuality what what like let's go into specifics let's go into into the latin into the hebrew and the greek etc and try to figure this stuff out um as time has gone on i think um i've just kind of you know my, my whole thing throughout has just been i'm just going to keep talking to god i'm just going to be honest with god so even if things are looking mad i'm just going to be like god, i don't know what, i don't know what you think about this but this is happening but it said you know let me know um and i think at this point almost a year on just shy like a couple three months a year on uh for me it's just kind of like look at the fruit and i think uh, i'm in a much better place than i was before um mm -hmm. mentally and spiritually i mean even in no man's land part of the song i was saying that 
through kind of this continual like internal fight, I started to resent God anyway. So you know, there's people that would say, you know, that you know, this is not what God wants. Whatever. It's like, well, does God want me to hate him? Because that's yeah, the yeah. that's the direction I was going in. Yeah, and th- actually, the lyrics of the song do talk about this. It's like I want, caught between a rock and a hard place. Like, yeah, you know, and it's like no man's land. This place in be- this place in between, almost like I know who I am, and I've got all these voices saying what God sh- should think, but I need to be true to myself. But because if, if I can't, then I'm gonna. If I can't, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna be angry with God, and I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not going to have a relationship with God. Yeah. Um, but I want a relationship with God. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, so there's kind of like this conflict going on. Yeah. You can see that. And I've, like, I've always felt, because I, I grew up like in church and like, as, a, as a young teenager, got got fairly like into the whole like Christian youth stuff and like going to yeah. Easter camps and stuff like that and getting stuck in. So I would say like I'm not someone who... I guess was just nominally Christian. I, I, like all, all the way up until coming out, I would say I very much was like someone who, mm. you know, studied the Bible was like proper into this stuff. Um, so I think uh, I think it's interesting that for me, be, being that kind of person that actually in the process of coming out, it almost kind of casted like a shadow on on all those previous years, and in a sense, I was kind of. I think it's funny because having grown up, I kind of experienced God in different ways, whether it be through prayer, through the Bible, whatever. Um, and I felt like I was almost spoiled in a sense. Right. So it's like, I know it's too much of God to just walk away and pretend that's not a thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I know if I just go completely left, I'm probably not going to be that happy because I'm going to feel like God's there still. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, like the song kind of explores that, that tension. Um, for me, it was about getting to a place where I think if I was to, if if thirteen year old Chris was to was to see me now, he'd probably be like, "What?" <laughs> probably be like, "Are you even a Christian anymore?" Um, but I think I very much am. But I do think my faith has changed to be, I guess, in a sense, more more simple. Um, yeah. I would still, like I still I still do the same things I did before, you know, going like go to church, pray, read the Bible, talk to God. Um, but I think there's a much more kind of earnest simplicity to it, where I'm not trying to just, I guess, dot the I's and cross the T's, but I'm really just trying to just live and hopefully live a life that reflects God. And no, you know, it boils down to those two commandments of love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. For me, that's, that's really how I try to live my life at the moment. And I feel like for the most part, if you do those two things, there's a reason those are two of the greatest commandments because you, know, you can't really go that far wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. I, I, I keep agreeing with you. It's, um, yeah, they are. They're the greatest. The greatest kinds. Love. I mean, love, love God, love your neighbour. Like, yeah, that's it. Simple. Like, it just kind of but simple. Yeah, exactly. There's kind of a simplicity, but also it's like, yeah, this is really challenging to do in reality. Yeah. Um, but it's not complicated, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think, um, so yes, yeah, so as I said, I think like 
13 year old me would be just like what's going on but um i found a lot of like i found a lot of comfort in talking to different people very openly about like different doubts and even before coming out and um, you know just talking about actually not sure what i think about this or i think about that or how important is this thing that we've always kind of said is central but is that is it really that essential um and so i think you know, listening even to things like the Liturgist podcast. And, oh, yeah, um, such a great podcast. Yeah, yeah like, I think it's just cool to kind of just stretch, to stretch and challenge yourself. I think that's one of the main things that Christians fail to do. And a lot of the time it's kind of out of this, out of this idea of, no, just, you know, we we just know, we, we focus on the truth. But for me, I'm kind of like, how do you know what the truth is? You, you've just been, you kind of were told when you were younger, and when they're not narrative, and it, and that's not a shot at anyone like who has who is very much still like conservative Christian or whatever, like whatever it is, even if you're like liberal or conservative, whatever. Um, but for me, I just think one of the most important things for human beings, irrespective of faith, is to continually challenge yourself and to challenge the preconceived mm-hmm. notions you have and understand kind of what you're bringing into your reading of the world of the, of your faith of the bible yeah absolutely yeah i mean that's the only way we grow isn't it when we when we challenge ourselves when we step out of our comfort zone um like there's this great quote i've got a picture on my wall which says life begins at the end of your comfort zone yeah exactly and i love that and it's just like it's so true like um if you just stay where you are if you just stay stuck in certainty and like you don't take any risks and yeah. whatever, then you're never going to grow. Um, exactly. And I saw, it's funny because I kind of, I forcibly saw that late, the same year that I came out, early that year, I was going to a church, um, which in a in long shot just kind of imploded on itself. There was a lot of like issues behind mm-hmm. the scenes and stuff that all started to spill out in public. And it got really, it got really messy. It got really culty. It was a very strange situation to be in, particularly mm. like it was a church I grew up in. So it's like I was there since I was, I don't know, about ten. Uh, so oh, would have been there gosh. for about sixteen, seventeen years. Um, and but it's funny people will say, you know, you should, you, you know, your your faith should be in the in the Bible, not your church, or whatever. Which of course is true. But the reality is, everyone everyone goes to a specific church, kind of. Because that's where, especially as a young person, your ideology starts to form. Uh, everyone kind of see, thinks a similar way. Yeah. So when that started to kind of crumble, it was, I mean, not just for me, for everyone. Like, I can pretty much say, like, everyone, at least everyone I'm, like, I know, like, my friends and family, it was, it's a real moment of kind of like, what is this all about? What do I believe? What does this look like in practice? Um, so in a sense, I think even that kind of happening helped me to come out because it was this moment of I'm kind of mid-air. No, a parachute hasn't opened yet, so I can kind of pick what I want to do now. Um, and that little period of time, I don't know if the church hadn't crumbled, how that would I have come out is an interesting question. Mm, yeah. Did you feel that pressure when, um, you know, when you're in that church? that maybe about coming out or like have feeling like did you feel like you had to keep that secret or did you feel like you were able to to share that 
with people? Yeah, so it's interesting. I feel um, so when I was like, I first came out to Sound of the Church when I was like 15. Yeah, 15. And um, we then proceeded to kind of like go down this road of, uh, oh, let's pray. Uh, and yeah, let God kind of take it away or whatever, which obviously didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but, um, so in a, in a sense, I'm kind of grateful that it wasn't, it wasn't as crazy as some stories I've heard, but in terms of people being like, having quote unquote demons like cast out of them or, you know, like, I don't know, whatever, loads of crazy stuff happened. In my case, like, I'm still, I'm still regretful about it, but it wasn't that bad in a sense. It was just kind of like, just discipleship with that added slant of, and let's hope you don't, like, you're not going to be gay anymore. Um, so I kind of, that kind of happened. And then, like, I, I, I told a few friends um, as I was growing up uh, at different points just saying, you know, this is something that it was funny. It was always kind of past tense. It was always this is something that you know I struggled with, but you know, God's God's dealt, dealt with it now, and I'm I'm straight. I don't like guys. Where it's like, meanwhile, you know, what was I doing like last night? You know, what was I looking at? Do you know what I mean? So it's a funny situation to be in, um, where it's kind of like being half true, um, but even with that, holding so much secrecy still. And that does really make you feel quite alone. Like you kind of get to this point where you feel like you can't fully be yourself and you feel like you can't fully relate to anyone else and that no one would be able to fully relate with you. Yeah. Yeah, that must, yeah I mean, I can't imagine what that must be like. It's just, yeah, that's why I have so much current, um, so much admiration for people, who, Christians who come out because it's, because there was that pressure and it's just like this unspoken thing. Mm. It can happen in some churches, and um, yeah, um, and it's great. That you, again, like it just makes it to re-emphasize. It's so great that you managed to break through that and come out and be honest about um, your story. You know, um, yeah. yeah well, thank you. I feel like I feel like like I can't, like I say in a song. I think I like I had done it for so long. Kind of this, this kind of pretend pretense life. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I was at a point, I was at a junction where I felt like I only had a few options anyway. Kind of felt like I'd either, you know, keep pretending everything was fine or whatever, uh, but be doing stuff in secret or just have a mental breakdown or want to harm myself or, you know, like in the second verse talks about, you know, a relationship I had. um, And I kind of saw within that, the potential, which I've also like now heard from a lot of uh, gay Christian men, of them being in like long-term relationships and even marriages and having kids, uh, all the while kind of holding the secret, uh, and then it just kind of blowing out at some point and kind of destroying the family. Mm. And so all those kind of options, none of them were very appealing to me. So I was just kind of like, you know, what, God, I don't really know where you're at with this, or like if you're in it or not. Well, I'm just going to make the jump and let's figure it out because those yeah. options aren't great. Yeah, and it's great that you found that freedom. Um, I mean, how, how has it impacted your life coming out? Like, how, how, is, how, how have you changed and how's your, how's your life changed? I, feel like, I think it just like on the last thing you said, that freedom aspect, it's funny, it's, it's funny because 
she's like be grown up in a church in like an evangelical charismatic church uh, the amount you, you sing about freedom the amount you proclaim about freedom mm. and I haven't never really felt like I was um, so now like I have that sense of freedom and it's funny there's even this um, uh, Kanye West and Kid Cudi had this album Kids See Ghosts uh, came out earlier this year and there's this chorus where it just goes guess what baby I feel free and it's like this proper big anthem and I remember just playing that and being like I really do I actually really do feel free uh, so like mentally I'm in such a better place I feel like a much happier person um, and with that again it's like thinking you know if I was to go along the line of or let's just keep going let's keep denying it denying it whatever I wouldn't have been a happy person I don't feel like I would have been able to really even talk to anyone about God none of it would have come out across like in a good way it would have been very forced and fake uh, whereas now I'm just like yeah no this is my life and and it's cool. And I think uh, coming out, has been, it's been interesting for all the different relationships that I have in terms of friendships with people. Mm. I think um, I it definitely opened like another stage of just being fully myself and being fully open with people. And the response to that is that you see other people kind of open up to you as well, mm. uh, which has been great. So I feel like my friendships have become a lot more, I guess, genuine. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've got a partner now. Um, oh, that's awesome. amazing uh, and so it's really funny like it's really funny now kind of understanding where it was everyone was talking about when it came to like relationships and love and dating yeah. and stuff like actually being like oh this is how it's supposed to feel yeah. like you're supposed to be like actually yeah, like yeah. really genuinely head over heels happy Uh so yeah, so I feel like my life is in a much better direction since. Um, yeah, that's fantastic, and I'm so happy for you. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah, I think just like sharing your story and your music, and and even coming on here and sharing it, um, I think that'll be. I think I would, I think that'll be an inspiration to a lot of people. Because yeah, I hope um, so. I hope so. Like yeah. I think it's it's a funny one because like right at the beginning. Well, now I was very much kind of like I'm not flying the flag for anyone I'm just this is just about me it's just about what I need to do whatever mm. um, and as time just going on it's just kind of like well obviously <laughs> I'm like <laughs> everyone should kind of think this way or like be free to be whoever they are so it's very much kind of this um, I guess throughout the throughout the like the footprints of all my music there's this kind of been this call to uh, to realness and honesty um, and so it's only natural that that kind of continues within how I view my sexuality. Uh, so, yeah, so I hope, I genuinely do really hope that um, whoever does hear it, whether it's 20 people, 100 people, 1,000, whatever, uh, I, I do really hope that anyone who hears the song is able to get something from it or something that they need. Um, mm. That's that's why it was written, really. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of other music as well. I mean, you've made a lot of music. Um um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff on there. On uh, yeah, and it's all uh, it's it's all it's all on Spotify. I know that. Um, can you get it anywhere else? Yeah, so the majority of it is on Spotify. There's actually like quite a few songs that will be on like Bandcamp or SoundCloud. Um, everything, all my like presence online is Mr. Chris Echo. 
like everywhere so yeah. pretty easy to find um but yeah some stuff's not on spotify just because of the sample clearance and stuff like that uh but everything you can find everything online i think pretty much nearly everything yeah on spotify it's mr um Mr. Echo, oh god, I found out, I've forgotten the. How do you <laughs> no, pronounce it again? Just Echo, like, Echo, like the cave. Echo. Mr. Echo, yeah, that's it, with a K. Um, mm. E K O W. Yeah. E- yeah. Um, that's what it is on Spotify. Um, and yeah, do go and check check him check out Chris's work. It's it's really great and um, yeah, really really easy to listen to and um, but also quite challenging as well. And yeah, so do check that out. And uh, what are you working on now? Now, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I've inundated myself with collaborations over the year, which I'm like con- continually catching up on. Uh, but I've got one collaboration with this Australian producer that should hopefully be out before the end of the year. Uh, got some stuff with some UK producers, got some stuff with my partner, uh, got some stuff with some friends. From church. So basically, Jay, I'm just creating as much music as possible. That's really um, good. That. It feels like you're coming out as being a kind of a, almost a, a given a new freedom to your creativity as well. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know, actually. A, a bit of both, I feel. Because I feel like um, just naturally, I think towards the end of last year, I would just happen to just get into the zone where I was just writing, 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 writing. Um, and that's just kind of nicely continued throughout this year. Um, but I would say, like, just in general the general kind of like coming out process oh, excuse me coming out process doesn't just end that like you know no, just coming out and saying that um so like you know figuring out like how like working my parents in terms of how, how they view it and stuff like that um has maybe at times kind of hindered the creativity but it's all i know i know in my head it's all fuel to, to come out in a song mm, somehow someday yeah Absolutely. And I look forward to listening to more of it um, in the coming months and years. It's going to be good. Um, and thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Um, no, thanks for having me. I, like, genuinely, bottom of the heart, it's, it's cool to have someone share this kind of story. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, my pleasure, really, genuinely. And, um, yeah, we need to hear more stories like this, I think, because um, we need to, cause there's a lot of people out there who are struggling to share their story and be yeah. honest about who they are and you know especially christians and uh so we need more stories like yours definitely um so thank Thanks. you um so uh, that's yeah that's it this week everyone um check out mr echo um on spotify and everywhere else um ekow um and no man's land is is the song we talked about today um really great tune And uh, yeah, take care everyone and we'll talk again soon.